Cincinnati. Welcome to episode 200 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons. Uh, what a week, what an emotional week, uh, what a crazy week. And it's not over just yet because, well, I, I say, I don't think we've ever seen a week like this as Bengals fans. And that's, you know, the death of. Chris Henry included, I think. This has just been a really heavy, emotional, as I said, week. And we really grappled with uh, the idea of doing a podcast because uh, obviously we all know what happened on Monday Night Football. And uh, it's absolutely fantastic news that Damar Hamlin is showing incredible signs of recovery the progress that he's made seems to be quite astonishing and we're extremely delighted to hear that. Um, but as I say, we've been grappling with doing a podcast all week because as long-time listeners will know, or even short-term listeners will know, uh, Nathan and I like to be quite jolly and silly and swear a lot and sing songs and play games and have guests. And, and certainly for the 200th episode, uh, extremely proud to have done 200 episodes. Um, we wanted to be jolly and celebratory, and we had a, we still have an amazing special guest. We've got Lou Anarumo, um, but we decided not to do it because of, well, you guys know why. It didn't feel right. Tonally, it didn't feel right, and it would be disrespectful to be jolly and celebratory in a week of high emotion and high anguish and anxiety and uh, you know what happened on Monday night affected a lot of people I know that I was deeply affected it's uh, you know and I wasn't even there you know not even on a level with the players and the staff of the Bills and the Bengals certainly his teammates on the Bills uh, and also you know all those people in the stadium Seeing that unfold uh, must have been extraordinarily traumatic. And the last thing I think anybody ne was, uh, needed really was a couple of idiots talking nonsense on a on a on a Bengals a British Bengals uh, podcast. But there is some value, I think, in times of collective anguish um, to hear familiar voices. It's a comfort. It's it's routine. It kind of helps to. Um, take the edge off any anxiety but we decided anyway not to do it but 
So much has happened this week. So much has happened today. So much has happened in the last hour. We're recording this at 8 o'clock UK time, which is about 3 o'clock uh, Eastern, that we couldn't uh, not do a podcast. And, of course, joining me now is uh, Nathan Palmer. Nathan, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, son. And like you said, to be doing the first episode of 2023 and our 200th episode, like you said, you expect it to be an upbeat, jolly, fun podcast, even with a loss. But, well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you said it right. It's just been an unbelievable week and an emotional week, a difficult week. Um, and I think the thing, just to say off the beaten track, is the level of support and the the mannerisms the um the outpouring of emotion from everyone from every corner of the world was exceptional in that situation you know there was no there's no dickheads really there's no one blaming anyone i mean there's a couple of you know silly comments out there but in terms of the fans and stuff i think you know it was a beautiful show of unity from the bengals and bills fans and the nfl community really did come together in in that time and it was wonderful to see and you sit here on the Friday um, when the news has come out about Damar Hamlin in the last sort of 24 to 48 hours that he's writing messages to his teammates. Today, I think he's had his um, his tube taken out and he's actually doing video calls with the Buffalo Bills team. It's remarkable, isn't it? It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And if you sat there on Monday night, you know, I was watching it in the States, um, you know, with my family and and friends and you sort of thought, oh, is it, what is this? Is it a concussion? What is it? Oh, they're taking a few ad breaks here and... It went from sort of me being on the edge of my seat thinking, cool, you know, we're playing well here. This is a fantastic game. It's Monday night football, you know, to very quickly within about five minutes being like, oh, shit. And then within about 15, 20 minutes, just being completely stunned silence and just feeling extremely sort of overwhelmed and sad. And I think for me on that Monday afternoon, if you said to me, look, by you know, by Friday evening or Friday afternoon, he's, you know, doing a Zoom call with um, the Buffalo Bills and, you know, hopefully giving them well wishes and, you know, got all of his neurological ability. I mean, that that's literally best case scenario. And, and that's a fantastic um, way to end the week, I think, with that. Yeah, and also testament to certainly the Bills medical staff and also know yeah. that the Bengals were involved as well. But the Bills medical staff, those very first responders on the field uh, I mean literally saved his life with CPR yep. they got the defib out and tended to him but uh, and then you look at the way Zach Taylor handled himself I think everyone around certainly yeah because it's on Monday Night Football the whole of America saw this um, incredible leadership compassion and empathy by Zach I mean we we know he's a good guy but in that moment, he really elevated uh, his standing. Not that he would care about that, I don't think, but I'm just making the point that if people didn't know what a, an, a great guy he is, and they certainly do now, Sean McDermott as well, incredible leadership um, and strength. And from him and all his captains, the Bengals captains, Joe Boy and DJ and Ted Karras and all those guys, incredible stuff and then you know t to go right to the university of cincinnati medical center the guys that treated demar and um obviously gave him the very best uh care and thank just thank goodness that he's 
responded to treatment and his body is healing and I guess that's a testament to his age and, and, and how fit he is. I mean, I'm still interested to know what caused the cardiac arrest. It's not morbid fascination, but it's, you know, we, we've seen some high-profile soccer players over here yep. um, go through the same thing. You know, Fabrice Muambas several years ago, then, of course, Christian Eriksen in the Euros for, um, uh, for Denmark. I think I'm right in saying that both had undiagnosed health conditions um so yeah it'd be interesting to see you know um what caused the cardiac arrest but for now wow i mean just huge relief huge relief for everyone for t higgins for you know who did absolutely nothing wrong and got pilloried by a section of of dickhead social media you know um uh, the players of the Bengals and certainly the Bill, you know, his teammates on the Bills, you know, um, really ve- listened to a very moving interview by Tyler Boyd, who who grew up with Damar Hamlin uh, in Pittsburgh. So they, you know, they're a little caladomatous as well. Yeah, um, they're from the same neck of the woods. So there's connections everywhere. And I tell you what, I, I wouldn't, you know, th- this sort of event, you know, it really does affect people. Um, and bonds people as well. So I would I would think that there's some extraordinary friendships and bonds uh, that have been made. But so yeah, huge relief. And then of course we get to the back end of the week when, as you say, it was of you know the reports were coming out saying that uh, Demar was improving. And um, then, as I say, the attention turned to what happens next and (laughs) bloody hell but i should just say um so on uh on monday we're going to play out the lou anarumo interview treat it like a an episode 200 part two we're a little we're a little bit more upbeat and a little bit more celebratory um by then we should know who we're playing in the playoffs we are of course afc north champions um, which with an sounds, asterisk next to it with an asterisk <laughs> next to it absolutely we'll get into that in a moment but yes we'll be a bit more jolly a bit more celebratory we'll play you the interview with Lou uh, on uh, on Monday you can find out what Lou would do <laughs> on Monday uh, but for now yeah we're not going to be as celebratory we're just going to try and pick out the bones of this Mess. It is a complete mess. Leaving Demar's recovery and uh, you, you know nothing but well wishes towards him and his family for a continued recovery, and it certainly seems to be trending in the right way. Um, yeah, we've got to talk about what's been happening over the last twenty-four hours because, again, I don't think I've experienced this uh, as an NFL fan for you know in my 35 years as being a fan of the Bengals it's uh, you know we've had you know I've seen strikes and all kinds of stuff and tragedies where players have passed away and all the rest of it uh, but nothing nothing quite like the the extraordinary events of yeah. the last <clears throat> 24 hours really i mean are you are you is your head spinning nathan yeah, you know what? It, you know what's interesting with this whole situation as well is you, you, there's so many games in the NFL. You know, it's 32 teams, and you've got what 18 weeks of the season um, to play out. And really, you look at that 
the slate of games throughout the whole year. And that Bengals-Bills game, Bengals seven games without a defeat, um, and the Bills were six games without a defeat. It's Monday night football. It's the, you know, the second to last game before um, you get into the playoffs. I think it would have been up there with the most watched Monday night football games in history. You've got the eyes of the nation on it. Everyone is up for it. Paycor Stadium is packed. It's on all the TV channels. Everyone is absolutely giddy for it with the build up to it. And it's just crazy, isn't it, that 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 the injury happened at that, or the injury, the the incident. I don't know how best to describe it, but happened in that game, and just with the amount of implications that went with it, I just thought it was, you know, it's not something that's happened in the NFL, certainly not for twenty, thirty years. And I mean, you know, if it happens in week three in a in a game between two teams, two and one, one and two, I think. You can easily reschedule games. You can easily sort of move things around and, you know, make sure that it everything evens out. But I think, you know, just the timing of it and the, you know, the the, the magnitude of impact that it has across um, the seedings and across everything is just extraordinary and, and absolutely unprecedented. So I, I don't envy. I, mean, I know, I know we'll, we'll dig the bones out of it and I know it hasn't been particularly um fantastic for the Bengals by any stretch but you do you do feel for a lot of people in this situation because logistically and from an impact perspective it's it's got you know enormous ramifications across the league yeah it has um i have to say i i didn't care that much this morning i i woke up and you know there's a lot of the high profile Bengals fans who have their own platforms and whatnot Absolutely, in and out, frothing with rage, <laughs> and I just thought it's too many words. Yeah, you're too busy on your cornflakes, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> you know, just sort of you cornflakes type of guy. No, not really. I feel like maybe like porridge for you, maybe. No, no, no. I'm I'm a bagel and peanut butter man. In, uh, in are you on peanut butter in the morning? I'm a big peanut butter fan. So, um, That's a bit, is it a bit dry? No, no, no. I like a particular brand of peanut butter that's well, quite bet- sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> you just want, don't, want to, don't want to see you choking in the morning, son. No, I'm good. I'm there. good. A cup of herbal tea and uh, some ba- a bagel and peanut butter. Herbal that does tea? Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just like, oh, there's just too many words. Whatever will be, will be. The, 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 my, my opinion of the NFL hasn't changed over the past 24 hours. Uh I knew before today that Roger Goodell was a poor and weak commissioner. I knew that the NFL, uh, as much as we love the sport, but as a governing body, they, again, I'll use that word, I think they're weak. Um, They're reactive and not proactive, and they take ages to react to things. Um, These things I already knew, and today just kind of confirmed them, really. And as I got into it during the day... And listen to opinions on both sides of the argument. Um, it, you know, it's there's no doubt that uh, the NFL has um, how can I put this politely? Um, completely fucked over the Bengals, pretty much. Um, I think you know the 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 most diplomatic phrase that you can use is the Bengals have got the wrong end of the deal, and the more the more kind of uh, uh, extreme opinion is the one that I've just uh, stated. Um, you know what I mean? I am one of those people that, you know, whatever will be, will be. We've got a great team. Um, I'm confident that we can beat the Chiefs and the Ravens. 
And even the Bills on any field, any football field in America. Um, but that's not quite the point, really, is it? Um, it's The thing is, I think the main beef that I have, you know, there's lots of confusing um, scenarios in play here, which obviously will all get sorted out this Sunday. But my main problem is they just made up a rule... A one-time rule, and if you haven't heard, you probably have by now, in fact, no doubt you have, that the NFL owners have voted proposals introduced yesterday uh, to come into force. It's a one-time rule for 2022, and yet rules for this sort of thing already existed. They already existed. So I don't understand why they've gone against what's already written and enshrined in their rule book. Do you know what I mean? Um, I just think they're weak. I just think they're weak. And uh, we're just going to have to do it the hard way, Nathan. Yes. I mean, we, we, will, we will have to, won't we? Um, so I'm just going to pour myself a rum. I think it's that time of... I think it's that, <laughs> that time of the evening... Sorry, now, we're, now we're getting a getting our sort of uh, getting our rage out. You need a bit of rum, settle those nerves some. But yeah, I'm I'm frustrated by it, and I think what it does is it takes the wind out of the sails a bit of what's been an absolutely incredible run by the Bengals. Yeah, you know, you're right, and I think and, that's important to acknowledge, isn't it? The achievement, you know, zero yeah. two, seven games in a row. You know, we played uh, seven home games, and we're going to end up playing nine. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Fantastic exactly. turnaround, fantastic achievement. Yeah. And, and now, like, you're feeling our done by, and you can see Joe Mixon came out yesterday and he's saying, look, you know, we're changing the rules now. So that'll give you a fair indication. The players will be pissed off about it, and you hope that, you know, their reaction is to come out and give a good throlic into um, the Ravens um, in the next couple of weeks. But the reality is the NFL playoffs are incredibly high standards. There's some incredibly good teams in there that you're going to have to play. We know how good the Bills are. We know how good the Chiefs are. You've still got teams in there like the Ravens, you know, even with um, a backup quarterback in there in Tyler Huntley. They're a division opponent. They're smart. John Harbaugh's a great coach. You know, you've got to go and play them twice, even if you play them both at home twice in a row. You know, to do that back-to-back against a division opponent is very, very difficult to do. And then from then on, you're, you're at sea. You know, you're more or less guaranteed to be playing away from home um, in the next round and then at the absolute best-case scenario, possibly a neutral venue or, again, probably well, on the road no, again. Should, we, should so, we just go over the what's been said in this... Uh in this uh, resolution G1 it's called G-1 resolution G-1 um uh the for the 2022 season only the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site to be determined by the commissioner if a the participating participating teams played a different number of regular season games and b the lower seeded team in the championship game could have been the number one seed in the AFC for full 17-game regular season had been played by all AFC clubs. It goes on. Uh, Unless both participating clubs could have been the number one seed in the AFC and host the championship game had they played a full 17-game regular season. The game shall be played at the home stadium of the higher-seeded team. And further... That if A, 
Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in the game between the two clubs this Sunday. And B, Baltimore and Cincinnati are scheduled to play against one another in a wildcard game the following weekend. The site of the game will be determined by a coin toss supervised by the commissioner. Unless both conditions are met, the site of any wildcard game involving Baltimore and Cincinnati shall be determined per Article uh, what's that? 20 of the Constitution and Bylaws. Irrespective of where a wildcard game between Baltimore and Cincinnati is played, all teams will retain their seeding as, a de- as determined by the regular season winning percentage throughout the playoffs and for other competitive determinations. It sounds um, like someone reading you out that statement when you take out a phone contract or your virgin oh, or mate, I mean, even, even, even I glazed over listening to myself read that. I mean... Oh, God, where you see... I mean, I think the, the beef is that the Bengals had things in their own hands last week and now they don't. Now, obviously, yeah. that is due to a catastrophic freak incident, you know, that, thank goodness, there are positive uh, signs for a full recovery at, at this moment in time. But... The Bengals didn't lose that game, nor did they win it. You know, um, perhaps a tie should have been awarded. Um, but yeah, it's just been. It seems to me that the the the, the NFL has kind of bent over backwards a little bit to make sure the Ravens aren't pissed off. Um, I, this, the thing is, like you. You know, this is the problem with when you declare that game a no contest is you're going to inconvenience teams and it's going to, you know, open up an enormous can of worms of if, buts and maybes. And you look at the situation the Bengals are in, you know, we, we every single Bengals fan from a competitive standpoint and not, not, not because, you know, we want to see a game of football, but because we felt like we were a good team and we could capitalise on controlling our own destiny. You want to play the Bills because you fancy your chances to beat them. You get them at home. You know, everyone knows that the one game in the NFL you probably don't want to play is in January up in Buffalo. That is a game you want to avoid under all, you know, under absolutely all circumstances because it's difficult weather conditions. The Bills are a very, very, very good side. Um, we've not got a recent track record of having beaten them. You know, it's not like Kansas City last year. Where we've done it before. We've done it a couple of times, you know. But that, that is a really tough game. And if you go and do the Ravens twice and, you know, with a fair degree of certainty, you probably go to, to Buffalo based on the teams they would face. That's an enormously difficult game that you could have avoided by winning that game at home in prime time. And you look how the Bengals came out in that game for the first quarter, you know, d- drove straight down the field, absolutely meticulous drive, scored, bend and didn't break on defence and then got the ball down and, you know, were marching into Buffalo territory with the ball. Now, if you're the Bengals, you want to play that game. Even if you have to start it again, you say, look, we fancy our chances here. Worst case scenario, we lose. But do you, we- though? I think that but I don't you, know. we don't. No, no one wants to be. You know, I, mean, I know we've won the AFC North, and you know, a few people are clapping their hands and stuff. But no it one feels like a bit of a hollow victory. At well, the moment. of course, no, no one wants to be given something by default. And I, I, I do feel for the Ravens. You know, if you're the Ravens and you're saying, well, we now can't win the AFC North, and the Ravens, it was never in their control. You know, you got to remember, if we beat the Bills, no. it's all done and dusted, and they're probably not playing for much, and neither are we in the the last game of the season. But 
I just I just feel like for the Bengals' sake, you know, that's that's you were saying about the games earlier. You're playing only seven home games this year versus nine road games. That's the advantage you've got is playing the Bills. And you know, the Bengals had a shot at the number one seed, and in my mind, a almost very realistic shot of the number well, that's one the, seed. Well, that's the big problem that a lot of people have about these resolutions, and um, it's the fact that that opportunity, that um, um, that chance. Uh, has been taken away from them, really, and now, you know, the best you can hope for is a home, uh, one home playoff game, perhaps, uh, and then the rest will be either away or on a neutral field. Although, to be honest, I'd take playing Kansas City on a neutral field any 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 day of the week, really. Um, oh, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. And I just go back to the fact that they've just made up a rule for this year only when. They basically created a mess when a mess didn't need to be created. They have yeah, I, they I, have I just, I, rules I just, already in place for this. Why yeah. didn't they stick with the rules? Because I, they're I, I, enshrined. I, they're written. They're there. They're to be yeah. adhered to. That's, that's what rules are there for. And yeah, okay, yeah, it's an unprecedented, unprecedented situation. I'm sure the NFL wanted to be as, and I'm doing it, it, this in quotation marks, as fair as possible. And there's never going to be a perfect outcome. Someone's going to be pissed off down the line. But you, I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't I, know. I, it just feels I, like a mess. And a mess that they created for themselves. Yeah, I, I think the way to have done it would have just been to play this game again. Whether you, you just play it this weekend and, you, you you know, the NFL can be creative. Things, you know, you looked across the sporting world. Well, that was what, what, what would you do then? If, if, if that game was replayed, right? Yeah. Would you have done what many suggested, kind of had the NFC wild cards the next week and then the AFC the week after, which yeah, would eventually probably... mean that week in between the championship games and the Super Bowl be taken away? So, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you work it in some way around that. I think, obviously, the league, before wanting to do anything, wanted some sort of indication of, you know, how is DeMar Hamlin doing? Is he making a recovery i think they were saying on thursday that's when he they found out he had you know um he was intact and his his neurological abilities were um you know all, all up and running and he you know there was good progress there i think with that knowing that you know i mean he's literally blessed him writing on a bit of paper who's won the game and i think once you've got the sort of I'm not the all clear because at some point regardless the game has to go on but i think once that you know you've got some really positive heartwarming signs coming out of that. I just think you've got to look at that and say, look, say to both teams, look, you know, if, if all is well, you will be playing this Sunday, so prepare for it. Or or whenever, it, it may be a Week 18 game. Like you said, you move the playoffs around slightly to, to cater for it. But it's a game of football. You know, you, you want to leave it on the field. That game, and I'm not just saying this because we were 7-3 up, it's still very early. We could have got absolutely tanked in that game. You know, you Burrow throws a pick six next play and, you know, you're down. So, it's not a case of that, but you've got to leave the game out there on the field. The, the fact that we're talking about coin tosses to determine, you know, just a complete chance as to whether you get a home game or not. And I saw some interview with someone from, you know, inside the NFL or something saying, oh, the competition committee didn't think that, you know, actually the home advantage was as big as it's being made out to be. I mean, that is absolute bollocks. I mean, any you look from any sport in the world, you look at betting odds alongside it, you look at statistics, home advantage is a real thing, especially in the playoffs. And 
I just well, think to, well, I mean, know, was trying, the no, Bengals but he's just, trying to debunk that. It's complete bollocks, you know. The Bengals really, just really proved is. it last year. The Bengals, yeah. Just I mean, proved but it last there's year. always going to be there's always going to be you know it's you either win or you lose. There's always going to be you know stats that disprove it to an extent. But the reality is, if you look at it across almost any sport, home advantage is the thing. You know, it saves on travel. You you're more mentally in the right place. You got the fans behind you. I mean, you know, that's almost just a complete slap in the face to seventy thousand people that go there and cheer their team on and. You know, for people to say, oh, it's actually not really much of an impact. Of course, teams are going to go and step their game up and win on the road now and again. But the but reality you, but is... you said it earlier, Nathan, that we're getting to the stage now where we're... Um... These are these are the cream of the crop. These are the best teams in the yeah, league. Yeah, they are. But you, and you want every advantage you can get in those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I agree. Is, oh, yeah, it, yeah, It's I agree. a brutal business. And when it gets down to it, the, every team wants to win. Every team's going all gung ho. And I tell you now, like I'd rather be playing the Bills at Paycor Stadium with everyone going bonkers behind them, getting behind the team and lifting them up when it, you know things are tough than being in Buffalo, which is you know their fans are known for being ferocious and supporting the team and you know really giving them that extra edge. I mean, you talk about the Seahawks with the 12th man and stuff like that. Like, you know, it, it's a big thing. You know, it really, really is. And I think for for them to just come out and, and say, oh, you know, actually, I don't think it's, you know, it was a big enough factor. Um, you know, I, I just think it's complete and utter bollocks. And you talk about this AFC North thing, you know, I, I think we should, I mean, you know, a few people are, well, of course you've got to beat, you know, the Ravens at home with a backup quarterback. And, I, you know, I bet we probably will. But the fact that, you know, you'd be locked in as the winner of the AFC North, you'd have a lower draft position, you'd have the uh, much tougher schedule next year as you play all the other division winners. Well, this is but it. Yet, we're, but we're... you'd have an away playoff game. And you wouldn't, that would then mean that we didn't have one home playoff game throughout the playoffs. I mean, mm. that's just, it's just laughable. I just think that you, you can't do that. And I understand from the Ravens' perspective that, you know, they're a bit cheesed off because, look, they, they could have had a chance at winning the division. But I think the crucial thing here for the Ravens is they didn't control their own destiny. No. You know, no. A, a win from the Bengals. So that Bengals... surely doesn't give them the right to no, know. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Because the Bengals, you know, the Bengals have got to look at that game. You know, they were at home against the Bills. That immediately gives them a bit of an advantage. They were ahead in that game with the ball. I think when the game was called, according to those next-gen stats and I don't know how much you want to read into that they had a 58% likelihood of winning that game now every Bengals fan like I said before from a competitive standpoint would have wanted that game to carry on or to be replayed because you'd fancy yourself to beat the Bills if you don't yeah but Nathan it's not up to the fans I mean they didn't want to play the game they were mentally I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that they would have wanted to play the the absolute right decision was taken on the night to suspend the game but I think, you know, the Bills are playing this Sunday and so are we. If you if you said, right, we're playing it in week 18 or we're playing it midweek or however you want to, you know, I'm not an expert nor do I have the facts in front of me in terms of logistically how you make it work. But it's one game of football, you know, that you can flex things around and be creative. You know, there's a lot of talented minds out there that can make things like that happen. I just think you have well, to leave the I game mean, on the You field. say that and you just look what I'm today. There's not that much talent out there. Well, yeah, but but I mean, there's, there's also so many factors here, you know, just purely from a, the game's perspective. Like, statistically, all those players on the team lose a game, you know, you that, that will never be factored in. You're talking about, you know, all of these different bonuses and things like that. You, all these fans that pay well, for not, those Well, not least and, the, the economy in Cincinnati as well. You know, you're talking yeah, exactly. bars, I mean, restaurants, tourism. Uh, you know, TV people, rights and all the rest guys, of it. If I'm, yeah, I'm not mistaken, flew in from the UK. Now, you can't do anything about that on the night. That's just one of those things that you have to accept is, 
you know, a real, you know, just a freak thing. And you've you got to think of Damar Hamlin and his family over, you know, did I get to watch a football game or not? But the point I'm trying to make is that if you reschedule that game, it's still a blockbuster fixture and you could make it a very, you know, special event. You could donate money to charity. You could, you know, do whatever you need to make that a really sort of special, nice, <clears throat> memorable occasion rather than just scrapping it and then leaving things down to coin tosses and, you know, people inventing rules out of nowhere. I just think the NFL's, you know, missed a massive trick in that. And now, you know, we're sat here and, you know, you, you were saying earlier about a lot of other Bengals um, content creators out there that are furious about it. I'm annoyed about it. I'm, I wouldn't go as far as saying I was furious, but it's just, you know... Are you buying invo- into this idea that the N- NFL has shafted us because they've got a thing against the Bengals? I, I don't think it's as basic as that. Um, I do think... Uh, the one thing I will say, and again, this is me just being conspiracy theories and talking bollocks here, and by all means, you know, don't take it with much substance, but... I I really don't think that the NFL, when that was all going on, I really don't think the NFL wanted those teams to not play. I think they would have absolutely loved Oh, I don't, it. I don't think... Well, it's difficult I, to I say, isn't it? I mean, I think that if Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott, you know, kind of been a bit unsure as to what to do and hadn't been the leaders that they are, and they said, all right, lads, warm up, we're going to carry on, like, that's what we're doing. I'm not sure the NFL... No one, Zach Taylor, neither, if I'm wrong... Then again, call me out on it. But I've not seen Zach Taylor or Sean McDermott or anyone really come out and say, oh, thank you for the NFL for the leadership. The fact they had to have about seven or eight conversations between themselves, then go on the phone. Yeah, then I had to say, McDermott did thank the NFL a little bit in his press conference. Yeah, but and the, you know, you've got to be a bit careful. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, 100%. You're not going to be you know, throwing the NFL under a That's bus. What, I mean, it was unprecedented. I'm sure that they didn't know what to do, quite frankly. Um, the, and, the that's NFL, okay. that, and that's okay, and that's okay in my book because NFL has to have something in place with something like that. If it, you know, it's a violent sport. If someone, you know, is receiving CPR on the field and is being put into an ambulance and isn't breathing, I think that immediately, you know, the NFL's got to have something in place. They look, we're, we're calling this game off, and it should have just been immediately come down, and they walk off the pitch immediately. The game is suspended. The fact it took about. 40 minutes, 45 mm. minutes from when DeMar Hamlin went down for them to call that game. Someone in New York, wherever it was, a Monday night game, you've got everyone available. Yeah, no, we're not playing. That's it. You know, I, I just yeah. think that that's another thing for me that, you know, when, when you're saying about do you think they're doing it to shaft the Bengals, I think if anything, it's a bit of a like, you know, oh, well, you know, in the future play the game almost because it's, you know, neither the Bills or the Bengals have benefited from that. The Bills... Yeah controlled the destiny for themselves for the number one seed yeah you know they they beat us again they'd fancy it they'd say look we can go to cincinnati and beat them we've got a great team and then all we've got to do is you know finish up with our game and we've got to buy you know here we go and now they've got to you know probably play a wild card game unless kansas city um you lose against las vegas so well i I think i think it's interesting that come out of this uh and my personal opinion is i don't think the NFL have got a particular thing against the Bengals, but I don't blame anyone for for thinking that way, uh, especially with these resolutions and whatnot, because it seems to me they've been awarded the AFC Championship, uh, sorry, if only, uh, the AFC North uh, division title by, as you say, almost default, and they get none of the rewards of, or perks or accolades of that. You know, as you say, they've got a... Man, yeah. You know, they might not get a home playoff game out of this, 
which is the very least you expect from being a divisional winner. Um, you've got a tougher schedule next season. You've yeah. got uh, it affects draft picks uh, and draft pick, uh, um, you know, drafting position. Uh, so you're getting you're getting the title, but nothing much else really. Um, yeah. But what I think is interesting, and this is we're not going to have this conversation now, but one thing that's come up is the the human side of being a, an NFL player, the risks, the yeah. contracts given to rookie guys like you know still in their rookie contract like Demar, and the commoditization of of NFL players. You know they're just a product. Get out there and play, regardless of what's just happened, you know, sod the emotional trauma or the mental health that you've just gone through. You are a commodity. You must go out and play. You know, there's that kind of angle that we, you know, we haven't really got time to touch on tonight, but I find that interesting. Um, but in the end, um, we've just got to, got to go and beat Baltimore, really. That's the, that's the thing. It, it, now all the rules are in place. And you know it's been brilliant to see Katie Blackburn stick up and and uh, for the for the team and the club and and oppose the resolutions. And by all accounts, Zach absolutely kicked off in a, in a. I don't know if it was an official press conference or whether it was just one of those chats uh, in a corridor down the side today. He absolutely kicked off about it as well. The players yeah. have been kicking off a little bit. Um, it's it's a mess and it's unfortunate, um, but there's only yeah. one way. There's only one thing to do now is that we've just got to beat Baltimore. Uh, do, do, do you know? Do you know what it reminds me of? And I, I, I was thinking about this earlier in the week, and just in many ways, how shocking that was. Is you talk about this and everything that's happened. You look at you look at the Bengals going back. I must be what is it? Ten, twelve years now with the death of Chris Henry. That happened two or three days before we played San Diego and the league. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. We just went in and played that game. I remember Chad Johnson crying when he scored a that's touchdown. Right, yeah, he was like yeah. really close friends with Chris Henry. And the fact that the NFL, and this is where I think, you know, I know that's a long time ago and, you know, things move on. But the fact that they just turned around to us and Chris Henry, I know it wasn't on the field, but he died. You know, he's not just, you yeah, know, and yeah. this is, again, absolutely no disrespect to DeMar Hamlin, but Chris Henry, he, he, he was, you know, he was a teammate of everyone's. He played the week before, I believe, and he died. And the NFL said, look, you know, we're not even giving you a couple of days here. Just go and play on Sunday. As, as far as I remember it, they just played the Chargers. They lost, you know, as you, you know, unsurprisingly being in that state of mind. And, I, you know, that's just to me, you look back on that and you, you talk about, all oh, the NFL shaft and the Bengals. I think... I don't think it's just as simple as them sitting there cackling, giving us a short straw. But I do think that there's a definite um, correlation with it being a small market and the media is not as big and they can yeah, maybe... Yeah, no, you know, that's, that's think, an interesting I think, point. I yeah. think that's where, in terms of like a PR standpoint, the NFL is quite clever. You know, you do it in New York, you do it in LA, you do it in Chicago, maybe. I think it's a slightly different outcome. I think... You, you can maybe slightly more easily, or well, certainly the NFL feels they slightly more easily might be able to get away with it on a national scale more, you know, by poking the Bengals rather than teams with potentially larger, wider national fan bases. Again, that's no knock on the city of Cincinnati or any fans, but I think that's potentially where, if you were going to say there was a bias, that's where it would lie. I don't think you'd be wrong in that either. Um Right, let's go to your correspondence to carry on the discussion, shall we, on this 200th episode of... Cincinnati! Right, uh, Martin Greer at Martin Greer 73 Great to hear DeMar Hanlin is getting better. 
Both teams quite rightly left the field and put football in the background. I would like the Bills to publicly announce their preferred outcome and then the Bengals to back them. That's really interesting. That's a, that's a genuinely good point. Yeah. Um, and uh, from what we've been hearing, uh, the Bills were one of the teams. Now, this has not been confirmed. Uh, the Bills were one. Of, there is a there is a tweet out there saying this, that but the Bills were one of the teams that voted for the um, the resolution. So um, that's interesting. Slam dunk at slam dunk the funk. Solid handle. Glad Demar is on the mend. With that crowd and atmosphere on Monday night, the only team winning was the Bengals. Everything is getting weird uh, with an owner's vote. Potential coin toss. Why not get Zach, Andy, Reid and Sean McDermott to play rock, paper, scissors for the seedings? I mean, it's as, it's as good as any, to be honest, Dunk. Uh, yeah. Matt Stubby at our Matt. Uh, very happy to see DeMar on the men. Thoughts turn to the seeding fiasco and the playoffs. Fully appreciate the strength of feeling that the NFL are screwing us over. I imagine the players are feeling similarly peeved. Uh, it'd be a shame if that left a huge chip on their shoulders. And I don't know, Matt, whether uh, you're being sarcastic there, because I want, if, if this is going to happen and it is happening, I want there to be the biggest chip you've ever seen on their shoulders, the biggest boost in motivation going into the playoffs. This is the only good thing about this. They will have, a, if you think Justin Reed gave them motivation when he called their defence, you know, average or whatever he said, um, this is going to give them huge, huge motivation. Um, um, uh, BB at Blue Bengals 5. Um, assuming Bills and Chiefs win, will be interesting how we play it Sunday. With us likely to face them again with Lamar back, and he's talking about the Ravens, do we rest up, stroke treat as a bye, or play everyone to give us the best chance to win and get the home match? However, risk another key injury in doing so. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. That. Very interesting, because I everyone, the Bengals will play, I would expect the Bengals will just play their full team. They'll want to get going. You know, they won't want to necessarily take two weeks off. And the only thing I would say, you're talking about, you know, everything about the Bengals being screwed over. The one thing that is a positive for the Bengals is they only played half a quarter of football yeah. in that game. So in terms of players' fatigue levels or, you know, potentially losing a game with injuries and stuff like that, that's at least a week to give them, you know, where they probably feel, you know, a fair bit fresher coming into, um, you know, the game against the Ravens that they would have done after four pretty, you know, gr um, heavy quarters against Buffalo in a physical game. So that is a benefit. Um, for the Bengals, I suppose. But oh, you've got to win this game, though. There's a, there's so much on the line for this game. Yeah, you know, it's, there is. Um, I mean, it's whether you'll know the Chiefs' outcome already before that game. But obviously, you can't get the number one seed anyway. But I, I can't see Buffalo losing um, to the Patriots. But then that is, you know, it's not the easiest game. They are at home, the Bills. But you know, you don't know necessarily what their mindset will be after everything that's happened. And the Patriots, you know, Bill Belichick's a master of things like this. So you wouldn't rule out that out. And obviously there is a way for the Bengals to get the number two seed by you know, winning and the, the Bills losing. But there is also an argument, you know, as, as the, you know, the correspondence is saying is like, you know, 
you could rest again. You could keep some of you know your guys fresh, um, and then even you know you, they're playing their backups. They've got so many injuries. The Ravens. They've got backup quarterback playing in in Huntley. You know we could stick Brandon Allen out there, take Chase out. Maybe you know go out there with Tyler Boyd and Trenton Irwin and P Ryan and say, look, you know we reckon we could still beat them. We're at home. We, you know there's a good at least a fifty percent chance even resting some key players that we could take them. Worst case scenario, it goes to a coin toss, and even then you probably still get them at home. You know fifty fifty. So mm. I don't know. I, they won't do it. I'm not saying I would do it, but it's it's certainly an interesting prospect in terms of, you know, keeping players fresh and, and saving them because the Ravens almost certainly will go in there, you know, you know, really trying to win. So yeah, it should be. Yeah. um, It's going to be a really interesting game. I think Sam Reeve at Johnny Prong. Solid Um, handle. So good to hear positive news about DeMar after such a traumatic event for players and fans thought of the Christian Eriksen situation and amazing how, uh, he's now playing football again. If uh, US listeners don't know, there was a soccer player called Christian Eriksen who collapsed on the field while playing for his native country, Denmark, in the European Championships in 2020. Uh, the players formed a a barrier, or a wall, similar to what the Bills players did with DeMar on Monday, just to shield the media and the fans away because... And I was talking to someone uh, about this, a, a good friend of mine, valued friend in the medical pro- uh, uh, profession, who kind of made the point that administering CPR is not like it is on television. It's a horrifying spectacle. It's an awful thing to see in real life. And um, so thankfully, Christian Eriksen was, you know, was, I, th- I believe he was conscious by the time they took him off the field, but it was extremely harrowing for the Danish players. Uh, who Actually, they didn't postpone that game. They carried on playing, didn't they, from memory? Yeah, that, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they did, yeah. I think and, it was a break for a moment. But yeah, yeah, and Christian Eriksen is now back playing football. He plays now for Manchester United. So uh, an incredible story that actually precipitated a nationwide, certainly in the UK, uh, uh, kind of awareness... Um, campaign to get more defibrillators at not only you know all the big professional sports teams have defibrillators on site but you know at recreational games where you know Sunday league football takes place on on fields in the middle of nowhere do you know what I mean there was a real drive uh, for awareness of, of having defibrillators everywhere but anyway back to um that's the context of the Christian Eriksen story. Um, uh, Sam says, but obviously at this time, everyone rooting for DeMar to be healthy, living life uh, with his family. Again, here, here, couldn't agree more. Everything yeah. is pointing in that right di- direction. Obviously, he's got a long way to go, but uh, the news has just been fantastic. So, And also, just the, as, you, as you mentioned, you know, that... that um, when something like this happens, you feel the need to help, and uh, it's difficult to know what to do to help, isn't it? But obviously, uh, Demar's toy drive charity benefited from that need to 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 help and to do something to to make a a gesture of support, and obviously that was incredible. Sarah Sherman, Zach wife, Zach's wife started a, a school thing where they got she got loads of pupils to 
to to make him get well cards you know all this stuff is just you know in times of like crisis and we saw this during the covid pandemic we saw a lot of people show the best of the the best side of themselves the best versions of themselves you know communities came together um i mean but conversely, you always get people who show the worst side, and we we got that as well this week. So it's been an incredible week, really. Jamie at Trek White Beaster, I'm glad Demar is getting better first off. I can't help but think the NFL have missed a trick in not trying to insert the cancelled game in, in before the end of the year to avoid the shenanigans with seeding, flipping coins, neutral venues, etc. It may also have helped the healing. Couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. And the, the neutral venue thing we've not really talked about, I don't really see, you know, I mean, that, the whole point with some of these games is, you know, the emotion and having the game in your hometown and the, the town really sort of living and breathing it and the city coming alive. I think to make both sets of fans, I know they wouldn't necessarily you know, put it on the other side of the country or something like, you know, if it's Bengals you know, Bills or Chiefs, whoever is playing who, it'll all be on the East Coast and it won't be particularly far to travel. They're talking about Indianapolis, maybe Detroit. Um, you know, it wouldn't be an absolute mission. But the, the whole home advantage thing is what makes the game good. I mean, I'm not saying you can't create a good atmosphere in neutral venue. I'm sure you can and I'm sure it'll be fantastic. But it's not the point, you know. And, I, and like Jamie says, I think there's a way the NFL could have made this happen and it, you could all just talk about on the field. If, if teams miss out on a bye... You know, all right, that's one thing. But to lose out completely on the chance of controlling their own destiny with, you know, the outcome of a game on the line is a much bigger deal than just, all oh, you know, do you get a buy or not? Mm. Um, you know, in terms of, like, just a week off for rest. I mean, not in terms of yeah, a buy yeah. in the playoffs. But I, I think that, you know, it's a game of football. You've got to leave it out there on the field. You can't, you can't go, you know, if this was to have happened in the playoffs, they would have had to have you know, played the game. Yeah, yeah. No what happens so, if it happens in the Super Bowl? Do you know what I mean? Well, exactly, what that's happen? what I mean. You just have to reschedule it. And yeah. the, the playoffs, you know, obviously, if it happens in the AFC title game, Bengals-Bills, you know, say this game had gone as planned, it was all good. If the, if what happens to Mar Hamlin happened in the AFC title game, they would have had no choice. And then the Super Bowl might have had to be moved back. They might have had to, you know, they might have had to have done these things. So I just think no matter how difficult it must be, especially when you've got the playoffs on the line, if this is two teams that are five and 10 or something, yeah. that's different. You, you know, when it's got no impact really apart from draft positioning, that's when you can start tossing coins potentially if you want to do that. But not when you've got the one, two, three, four seed on the line with, you know, incredible teams playing, playing football. The fans want to see that. Like I said, I think you could have made a fantastic spectacle of it. It would have been a fantastic tribute to DeMar. You could have... Um, and also, you know, Jamie but, makes an interesting point about the healing. There's that phrase, get back yeah. on the horse. And I think yeah, the longer you leave these things, potentially, the more difficult it gets. And... Yeah, I agree. And do you know what? I, I almost guarantee you, like, and uh, you know, if you said to DeMar Hamlin and you said to him, look, you know, what, what do you think about, you know, this? Would you like to see this game replayed and stuff? He, he's a competitor. He's... He's a fierce athlete. That he he would love them to go out there and play. You know, he won't want them to. Oh no, don't play it. Like he, you know, that's what you know these guys want. They're competitive athletes. They love playing. They love competing. They love playing against the best. I can't believe that 
if it was up to him or the Bills or the Bengals, frankly, that any of them would say, oh, no, we don't really fancy it. We'd rather just, mm. you know, move on to the last week of the season. But then, again, I don't want to speak on behalf of people because there, there might be that emotional impact of always yeah. a bit too there soon. Might, I that, think there know. is, and yeah. that's why. Andrea at the Cincy Kid 1. Solid end. First time caller, Andrea. Nice to have you with us. Wow, what a week, right? First, I'm glad DeMar is improving. I'm also glad T is getting support too because those blaming him are whack for that. The NFL taking an hour to postpone the game was bothersome as hell and I'm glad the teams told the league they didn't want to play. Here, here. And the more you talk about the NFL, and I I don't want to like be that kind of, you know, I'm normally quite a rational you know, someone who takes his time and forms his opinions. I'm not a hothead before, or whatever. That's before, that's before the run, though. That's, but I must say, I do think Roger Goodell is, is not fit for purpose. And uh, I think he's a terrible commissioner. It's four, four days until we saw Roger Goodell say something and he's not appeared on any media or his own NFL network to express his own condolences. You know, he's just... His PR team have written press con- uh, press releases for him. Uh, I think he's... Ex- uh, I- I'll shut up now. Um, <laughs> Richard Murgatroyd at Richard Murg 90 We're going to finish off with this one. Watched it the morning after. Didn't know what happened going in. Awful scenes, but I was proud of the crowds and the NFL's reaction. Well, well. Uh, over the moon, he's getting better. In terms of players, I think they should go win by... Uh, by win percentage and all games after the wildcard round should be at neutral venues. That's really interesting. Um, I say Wembley should be one of those neutral venues. Imagine an AFC Championship game uh, at Wembley, probably. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about neutral venues having to be like, you know, Detroit and all the classic, you know, Indianapolis options. I mean, why not Wembley? You know, that'd be a, a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? You know, that'd be sensational. It would be, wouldn't it? Uh, well, you, the players could do it as well because at the end of the day, like you know, they'd have a two-week break, wouldn't they, before the Super Bowl? Oh, well, yeah, exactly. I now mean, they have, be, they have preserved yeah. that two-week break, so yeah, but it, it wouldn't be fair on the fans, would it? You can't really make, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I don't know. Some of the fans might love it. You know, you can't tell me if it's going to be a neutral venue anyway. You know, for sort of for a lot of those. You know, fans in Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. If you said, look, would you rather go to Indianapolis, Detroit, you know, somewhere up that neck of the woods, or actually, would you fancy going to London for the AFC title game? I, I bet it'd be interesting. I think a few of them would probably be like, cool, that sounds unbelievable, you know. Mm. But you've got to think of the cost as well. Yes, 100%. Well, astronomical. <clears throat> Sorry, just clearing my throat there, Nathan. Um, well, that uh, brings to an end this unconventional 200th episode i say we normally like to be every 50 episode every milestone episode we like to be uh celebratory and jolly and silly and have a really special guest and it just didn't feel right for this episode but you know that that just shows you the world carries on turning business uh, still carries on and um i say i say i don't think we've ever experienced a week like it as fans i hope you're okay because i say these kind of things really do affect people and i'm talking about you know post-traumatic stress that's not i don't think that's too dramatic a um thing to say you know this will affect people so uh, if you are affected by this do check in with pals and get help uh, when and if you need it um 
But in terms of football, it is still all to play for. We'll know, obviously, on Monday what the scores on the doors are, uh, whether we're going to have to go to a ridiculous coin flip scenario, or whether, you know, um, we do... It'd be nice to win on Sunday, wouldn't it? Just to kind of put a cap on, you know, leaving everything by the side there. Um, it would be nice to beat the Ravens. I didn't particularly like... The team's tweet uh, today, and they're getting a little bit chippy. Um, so I think we could do with beating them, just to kind of almost feel as though we've won the AFC North properly, if you like. And then whatever happens after that will happen. As I say, I think um looks as though Tyler Huntley is going to start uh, for the Ravens. Uh, Lamar is still MIA, so goodness knows what's happening with him. But, Tyler Huntley questionable as well. I don't questionable. Uh, Harbour well. came out saying it's likely that he'll be playing on Sunday. Um, yeah. So a must-win game, a game that we can win. We're playing very well. And uh, I personally think that wherever we have to go in the playoffs, um, we're capable of winning every game. Well, this is a Super Bowl-caliber team. Uh, certainly, not only just in talent, but certainly in terms of mentality, mental toughness, togetherness and kinship. And uh, I do think that uh, uh, we're ready for another run. Now, we'll wait and see, one step at a time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be fascinating. I honestly, like, I wouldn't care if we lost against the Ravens on Sunday. Like, I obviously want us to win, but if we lost to the Ravens... that. that <laughs> I mean, whatever happens after the coin toss, I don't care if it's in Baltimore and Cincinnati or it's in Wembley Stadium. I There is no way we'd lose back-to-back -back weeks against Tyler Huntley and the Ravens. So that's the <laughs> least one thing that I think if we did lose it, Joe... I do wonder if the Ravens are holding Lamar back for the playoffs, though. That's my... Ah, uh, yeah, but the geezer ain't played. He ain't practised in... No, no, in that's true. That's some true. weeks. Yeah. If, you just, if you just throw him back in, I don't... Would it make... You know, I mean, they'd definitely be better for it, but I'm not sure he could just come straight back in with that long out and just light the world up. But... Mm. And there's also all that stuff. His contract isn't there and about whether he wants to get injured or anything else. So I, I think you have to... Um, well, Jadavian you know, Clowney has is, is, is absconded from the Browns' practice today because he's informed that he doesn't want to play for them next year. Yeah, this is, what, this is what I mean. If you're Lamar Jackson oh, and you, you tear your ACL or something in in this game, and you know you've got pro probably a it, probably the biggest contract in NFL history waiting at your doorstep. I, I, not that he's going to come out and say it, but I certainly think that will be on his mind. Um, mm. I, I, you know, look, I mean, we're at home. We we're fairly healthy. I mean, if you look at our injury report, I think you got Sam Hubbard on it, who's definitely going to play. Eli Apple's questionable with a neck injury. The Ravens have got about ten, twelve people on there, about five or six people questionable. They've lost a lot of people this season. They're playing with a backup quarterback. You you really got to think that in terms of talent and you know obviously it being a home game that we should go in there and do the business on them. I watched the Steelers Ravens game. Um, last week it was a really dry dull affair physical football lots of runs you know wasn't particularly great watch but <clears throat> they'll be a tough they'll be tough the Ravens they always are they're you know well coached they're physical team it's a divisional game so you never want to count your chickens with it but you've got to back us to win it and if we win it you know you obviously got that playoff game at home but you just got to make sure you've got it, you know, and you can do it back to back weeks. Because, like I said before, that mentally a divisional game, you know, two weeks in a row, it's very tough to win that. 
um, two weeks in a row. So the Bengals just got to be smart, I think, and make sure that um, they can get it done. But, you know, you never know. Son. The Bills could lose. And yeah, we yeah. could get the number two seed. Well, I'm just gonna, it, I was just going to say, the only thing yeah, that I'm worried about on Sunday is the emotional side of the players. Whether yeah. it, do you know what I expect? I expect them not to be on it 100% in the first quarter because, um, you know, everything that's happened. And I wonder what the Bills team are going to be like. Now, they could be... They, we talk about chips on, on the Bengals' shoulders because of this resolution and this whole kind of thing from the NFL. But, you know, what's happened to the Bills can make them stronger as well. And just hear, I'm sure, goodness me, can you imagine that locker room actually hearing DeMar Hamlin's voice today? No, that no. must have been an extraordinarily yeah. 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 galvanising yeah. Uh, thing to hear, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how the mental side of things are handled by both teams, actually. But obviously we're a Bengals podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see. That's the only thing I'm slightly worried about. Um but there's no doubt, you know, on on paper and in, on current form, we are we are miles ahead of the Ravens, and just the way you know their social media teams have acted and all the rest of it, I want to absolutely hammer them on on Saturday. I want it to be another 500 yard day from Joe Boy. It won't be. Ah, uh, you got to save it, though, son. You know, you got to save it all up. You know, I like, do. Yeah, I know. But big, I... Save it for the big tables. You know. But I mean? we, we, depending on how results go, we might be playing the Chargers. We might be playing the uh, the Patriots. We might be playing who else? Um, the Dolphins it, potentially. Mm, I'm not sure if they're in it, but anyway, whatever. Do you know what? It's the playoffs. Bring it all on, you know. And I'm just thankful, you know. I, just speaking personally here, I'm extraordinarily proud to have Zach Taylor as our head coach. Yeah, yeah. You can you can squabble over, and we do over his play calling and all the rest of it. But as a human being, the way he's acted this week has been unbelievable. I mean, just oh, yeah. really fantastic. Just the players a bit, you know, make you proud to support this team. The fans also make you proud to support this team, uh, most of them anyway. But um, it's been an extraordinary week, and uh, it's it's gone from sort of heartbreak and anxiety and worry and uh, to kind of you know slight anger. But you'd you'd hope that everything that happened on Monday night puts stuff like this that's happened yeah, today I completely in, agree. I, into perspective. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I completely agree. And I think that, like I said at the start, I think the fact we can sit here now knowing the positive news that's coming out with Demar Hamlin is exciting, and it's it's the best possible case scenario. I and mean, I was re, you know refreshing Twitter every like ten minutes for you know nearly twenty four forty eight hours after all that happened, just hoping for the best and there was no terrible news that was going to come out so like I said to sit here on Friday and us be squabbling about playoff seedings it's all a bit trivial but it's why we love the game and the it is it's part of it to sit there it? and squabble about it and we're not talking about anything more sinister is is fantastic so like like you said the best wishes to Damar we hope he continues his recovery and you know, like you said before son I thought it was a great point if he can you know, make a comeback to the NFL like Christian Eriksen did, and there was any possibility of that. I mean, wouldn't that just be spectacular? And well, it would. Uh, I mean, I'd just take him enjoying days, you know, with his family, and well, but, exactly. yeah, of course, you know. But yeah. you know, I think I think we both 
been through close family members. I don't mind me saying this, but close family members have been through something similar. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's um, it's emotional, man, and um, it's the the community is is really um, been strong and um, and amazing in many different ways. It just makes me basically proud to be a Bengals fan. Really, I have to say. <laughs> no, and, I couldn't uh, agree more. And you you bang on with Zach Taylor. We, we've met him, and when we met him, you could just tell he's a very genuine, down to earth, humble guy. And you talk about, is he a leader? Is he someone that motivates the locker room, that you, leads by example? And I think all of us are really starting to see that. And, you know, but the longer he's been with the team, but that just put the real sort of cherry on the cake because it, it was just, the, the, you could tell he was in control. You could see he was saying the right things. He's a, he's a good human being, Zach Taylor. And whatever you think of him, like you said, as a play caller or even as a coach or whatever you want to say, whether he's, you know, the smartest tactician in the league or whatever, you know, his time will come in Cincinnati, but he is a nice, genuine human being and someone that you could sit down and have a pint with, someone that you trust, you know, with, with whatever it might be. And and that's, as an organisation and as a fan, that's that's a beautiful thing to be able to say. 100%. Uh, well, bring on the Ravens. Bring on whatever, again, going back to... You know, close family members have been through something similar. Going back to my dad, my dear old dad, his favourite saying was, whatever will be, will be. And um, it's a bit weird, actually. Apart from, shut up, Paul, and stop talking nonsense, Paul, you idiot. Are you really my son? Apart from those sort of things. Because um, we constantly disagreed on lots of different things. But his favourite phrase was, whatever will be, will be. And I honestly think that is my attitude going to the playoffs. I'm not, I just don't want to spend energy on anger and rage and perceived wrongdoing by the NFL. I hope I've got it all out of my system now. I, I genuinely feel like I've had a good therapy session tonight, son. I feel good. like I can relax, play a bit of football manager and unwind after. Mate, it's Friday night. <laughs> You're playing football manager on Friday night, Jesus! It's January, my son. You know, I've got a, I've got a. I know, know myself, I know, and I've got know. to edit this bloody podcast as well. So that's my Friday night. So, <laughs> just to, um, uh, just to mention, lovely listeners, that um, um, we are obviously hoping that the playoff run will be long and deep. Um, uh, <laughs> wow! What? What? <laughs> There's nothing weird about saying long and deep, is there? I don't know. Was I going a bit Barry White on the old long and deep thing? He's a long and deep. Um, uh, Yeah, uh, we're hoping for some meetups along the line. So we're going to have to move quite quickly. We're going to have to be quite agile. We're going to have to figure out times, dates, locations. I think I can say with some confidence that there will be a Super Bowl meetup when the Bengals get to the see that I didn't say if when the Bengals get to the Super Bowl so 
Yeah. No, you can't be jinxing stuff like that, though, son. Surely not. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to put positive. You know, there's no reason why we shouldn't. You know, um, I think we should have a meet up for the coin toss if the Bengals lose this week. <laughs> the shortest we meet up in the world, I think. Yeah, um, we will just get everyone together at the pub and we get it on the TV and we we'll see Roger Goodell warming himself up to flip the coin and. You know, it would surprise me if Roger over. Goodell came out of his bunker and uh, did that himself, to be honest with you. Maybe the teams How's have to... Like, do, we, do we get to call the, the coin toss as being the team with the... Maybe the there's, a, there's a coin toss to, to decide who calls for the coin toss. I don't know. Um, right. Okie dokie. Um, we'll be back next week. In fact, sooner than you think. Um, props to Terry Hall. Props to Gianluca Viali. Two amazing people that we lost in the... Yeah, in the world of uh, show business, music. Uh, Terry Hall, of course, the leader of the specials, one of my heroes, and Gianluca Viali, uh, one of uh, one of Italy's greatest sons. I think uh, terrible news today. Uh, it just shows you um, there's tragedy and heartbreak and joy and amazing things around every corner. And I hope that as part of uh, this community that we can we can deal with them head on together. And if that's not cheesy enough, I will end that now. It is a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys.
And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.